Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. Let's talk about The Sopranos. Is that that uh, band from the 70s? <laughs> if you don't already know, even if you haven't watched, The Sopranos is that show from the early 2000s. Technically started like in 99, but show about Tony Soprano, the mafioso in the New York, New Jersey area. And... Yeah, it's like HBO's best show ever, and in many people's eyes, one of the best television shows of all time. I guess we'll get into that in a little bit, but yeah, The Sopranos. Yeah, and we're doing an episode on it now, partially because of the new movie, which is like a prequel on HBO Max, and also some other stuff we'll touch on with its recent popularity. But I guess just to start it off, I only saw it more recently, which I'll talk about in a sec, but growing up, I guess, in, I don't know, maybe middle school, high school-ish, I remember seeing the logo on t-shirts and stuff, and I knew it was a TV show, but didn't have HBO or didn't really have any interest in watching it either, was never into mob or mafia stuff like that anyway, but when do you remember seeing or learning about it initially, and when did you end up first watching it i heard of it probably around the same as you maybe like middle school early high school days not that anyone i knew was watching it or anything i think only maybe family friends because they're like movie buffs and other than that like i was aware that it was a show i also didn't have hbo like no one in my house watched it or anything however like it wasn't until later on maybe when i got to college that i want to say i started watching like Breaking Bad and like I watched it early college days and it was one of those things where like holy shit this is so good and everyone's saying that like you know this goes hand in hand with the Sopranos or like you know it's like some of the best shows ever I gotta watch Sopranos and I did that like watched The Wire too and shit like that so yeah it wasn't until like college that I actually watched it but yeah early on while it was out or still releasing I wasn't really like aware of it much. So we're going to get into a bunch of different aspects of the show, but while we're on the topic of college for you and your experience with it, I know you were studying some psychology stuff in college, right? And the show, for people who don't know, has like a therapy angle to it. Was that part of the appeal for you at all? Uh, Yeah, and believe it or not, this was also something we talked about a bunch in college not get in depth about the show but it was like all the times a professor would be like oh yeah you know like in the sopranos when he goes to the blah 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 Mm, and you know the the therapy session where he goes blah blah blah. or we'd use it as like a example of like what is it like doctor patient confidentiality and shit with like you know crime and blah 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 so it was one of those like yeah like it's kind of at least right now part of my life so i should watch it and give it a try right so yeah that for sure really influenced me watching it i mean that shows the influence of it too for professors in college to be mentioning it when it's been out for maybe depending on which season but a decade or less at that point Nah, yeah it was everything and obviously like at least when the show was coming out it was probably our professors at the time were the audience you know right, so right, right. it was one of the staples for them and they were just kind of passing it on but it did make perfect sense at the time 
and once you obviously watched it it was like oh yeah like i learned about this oh yeah it's true like this is what professor whatever was saying or blah 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 so you'd see it aside from the hbo stuff part of the reason why i wasn't interested or wanting to commit to a show like that or breaking bad which i still haven't seen that or any of those was that it just felt like there were so many episodes and it's like damn you know you're really committing yourself to this thing where if it's as good as everyone says and you want to keep watching to the end that's going to take a long time <laughs> and i was watching a bunch of you know netflix seasons where it's like eight episodes and you follow along as the show develops and this one it's already done and you have to go back and watch everything so that was definitely a factor in it also yeah uh you're not wrong about that we know how i feel in this podcast about <laughs> anything that has to do with the mafia cut it down a little bit <laughs> we, we don't need that many episodes or length when it comes to movie shout out scorsese um, <laughs> just super long they're like these heavy one hour episodes where every episode is like a little movie right at least when it comes to sopranos it's heavily drama yeah there's action and like you know people die and stuff like that but it's not like every 10 minutes or anything like that you're sitting down to listen to a bunch of long conversations with a doctor and sometimes you see something else happen so yeah it's it's sometimes a good drag some people really like that some people don't it's not for everyone but yeah it's it's hard to commit to something like that especially when you know how much time you're gonna have to put into it so yeah i guess think about it if you're going in if you haven't already as part of it too with hbo launching their hbo max streaming service i'm pretty sure that was during the pandemic and we'll probably do another episode on that itself later like the whole platform but having it on there has made it so much more accessible for people first just you know if you had hbo as a tv add-on back in the day or whatever but also what really kind of pushed me to do it was that I knew a bunch of friends who were watching it and they were telling me like, oh, just finished it or in the middle of watching. And it was like this thing where even though it's this old show, all these people I knew were watching it at once. And I decided to give it a try at that point. And this was also it's like in the middle of the pandemic, like earlier this year, maybe February or March. So it's like with that long commitment that we were talking about, might as well do it now as the time. And recently, too, the New York Times even put out this article about how it's become this trend and explosion of younger people watching The Sopranos during the pandemic, which was like not surprising, but it like confirmed what it had been feeling like in my kind of bubble, you know. But I feel like it was a show where for me, I watched the pilot and I wasn't sold, but I wanted to keep watching to give it a real shot. And then after like five or six episodes, I felt like I had gotten invested in the characters enough to want to keep watching. And I think it just gets better as it goes along for the most part too. So I was hooked from there and it took me maybe four months or something with trying to space it out towards the end. But I would usually just like watch one a night, not necessarily every day, but a bunch of days just to kind of wind down at the end of the night. So 
that was the kind of show it became for me that's crazy bro because uh <laughs> i mean obviously i don't remember this happened a while ago but i'm pretty sure i killed the show in about two weeks <laughs> damn <laughs> your boy's a was a binge watcher used to be i don't think i could do it anymore funny you mentioned because you watched it during the pandemic and we've had little conversations off the podcast about this how like pandemic came you know covid the lockdown and we all of a sudden had a bunch of free time and somehow this was weirdly the time that i didn't want to watch anything so i didn't connect to a show in the same way or when i should have you know cut up on a bunch of movies that like i have on a list to watch nothing which sucks but yeah when i first watched it i (laughs) pretty sure i killed the show in about a couple i want to say two to three weeks which is insane because i mean i just did like a quick google search and there's 86 episodes right (laughs) this is on average 50 minutes but i remember there being i think it was like in the last season there was a few episodes that are like over an hour they're like Mm -hmm. an hour and a half or something like that. but sometimes they're shorter like 48 sometimes they're like 40 yeah so on average 50 minutes i guess you could say 86 that's that's a lot that's (laughs) That's a lot of watching um but we did it now let me ask you i'm pretty sure you were watching this in jersey right live and direct <laughs> where the show takes place knowing every reference <laughs> <laughs> you're watching that intro riding through jersey like oh i know that i know that oh no not this spot i love the <laughs> sandwiches from here <laughs> you know don't burn it down <laughs> no, I'm playing. it wasn't like that like that um yeah, I, I was living with my pops at the time in Jersey, and it was cool because I was there, but it's also, like, if you don't know the area, it's just, like, very different because mm-hmm. the show takes place, like, in central Jersey. It's, like, the, the Newark area. Right. Not necessarily south, but it's this area that I wasn't, like, I didn't grow up or even go there much. I think we have, like, a f- literally one family friend that lives around there, but we wouldn't even go often. I was more on the north side. It was still, like, really cool to see. Or, like, sometimes they'll talk about freeways or they're driving. And you're like, oh, shit, yeah. Like, I know exactly where they're at. So that was pretty cool. Do you remember what were some of the things that stood out to you most from the show or that got you interested or kept you watching? Well, off the top, I'll say, like, two things kept me hooked. One is the suspenseful nature of the show. It's a very slow burn. Yeah, slow burn. Kind of know where it's going, but, like, what can happen? I mean, you're talking about a mafia shit, so, you know, someone's going to get killed off soon, or, like, something's going to happen, or someone's going to get locked up. Like, you don't know. There's almost, like, as an audience, you're almost more worried than the characters just because you're <laughs> looking at it from, like, this third-person point of view where, like, holy shit, Yeah, and you like, see what know? is going on with everyone else, so you see yeah, how it's exactly. all connected. Yeah, exactly. Like, obviously, you're seeing everyone's perspective. So you're like, oh, fuck, like, this is going to be a mess or whatever it is. So that in itself, built in, I think is what the show does almost like flawlessly without it being like a blockbustery, you know, like, like, again, we mentioned like people do get killed off and shit like that, but it's not like every episode or anything. Right. Somehow you see the slow build or like where this is going and when this person's in trouble or, you know, whatever the case is. So that has me. That's like my favorite genre or thing to watch. It's just like suspenseful. I wouldn't necessarily say like thriller, but just like shit that keeps you uneasy. I don't know why. But second off, what I guess like 
kept me watching the show and what I enjoyed the most was the characters. Mm-hmm. And not, I wouldn't say all of them because I think there's really annoying characters. Oh, yeah. Uh, Real quick, con to Richie and Ralph or Ralphie. I didn't hate either of those characters. Really? Um, I mean, they served their purpose, but I was just ready, especially Richie. I just wanted him off the show. No, Richie, maybe. Yeah. Like, I didn't like the wife at all. Carmella. Really? Wow. There's something about it. But she was like a stereotypical character, and I think that, like, bothered me. Even though. I mean, these are all, like, stereotypical characters. It's like a mafia movie about Italians. <laughs> but I also say my favorite characters were also, like, the funny stereotypical characters. So, to me, anytime Sil- Silvio mm-hmm. was on screen, <laughs> bruh, like, anything he said, it's like, oh, that's just brilliant. Like, the accent, like, his character, his fucking hair. The whole character was so extra, but it worked so well. And Polly. Yeah, I mean, Uncle everything Pauly, you just said, whatever. I feel like you could say the same thing about Polly. Yeah, Polly, amazing. The accent, the shit he does, where he almost like <laughs> whispers with like the words he says, like, is <laughs> like the funniest shit. But at the same time, because they were like comedy, they were almost like the easy comedy on the show to me, which is also something I look forward to in shows. But they were also like, respected and like loyal and like scary at the same time because it's like oh we're gonna joke around but if you fuck with me boom like i'll shoot you like i could end you right now right so it was like this weird like opposite spectrums from the same character but really enjoyed both of them but the characters obviously all of them because they're i think one of the best like acted shows i've watched and just in terms of how everyone fits so yeah those were like my two favorite things about the show but what about you? Like, what kept you in there? I mean, to go off what you were saying with the character stuff, and you also mentioned this earlier in terms of, you know, seeing all the different perspectives and everything, but I think just having that constant rotation of different storylines and angles with each character made it so that you're not really bored. Of course, some storylines are better than others, but for the most part, it's keeping you interested by bringing up relevant people when it makes sense in the story and all that and they have so many different people that it just is always switching it up and in terms of other specific characters even among the main people i thought chris was great even though he got a little annoying at the end adriana also but tony is you know he's the star of the show i think you have to at least find him interesting to want to move forward with watching the show because obviously you're with him the most but even with the show going on for i forget how many years exactly but almost a decade and you're seeing the characters get older that's another thing i thought was really cool too and when you're watching even over a shorter span you know i'm not waiting for a new episode a week and a season every so often like people did when it came out but Even for me, watching it over a few months like I did, it felt really natural and gradual of seeing them age. And then after I finished the series, looking back at pictures or clips from the first season, it's like, whoa, they look so young there. And you almost forget you've seen them from that point, you know. I mean, for the kids like AJ and Meadow, 
it's more obvious, but even for Tony, for example, he looks so much younger in the first season. Yeah, that was definitely cool to see. Obviously, you see the growth on the kids a lot more just because they were literally like preteens or even just teenagers and you see a lot. But yeah, some of the characters do stand out and you like really notice it. And there's some of the older people where like, you know, sometimes when you're old, you're just old. Like, you don't really <laughs> see it. One older character, too, of Junior, I feel like he also was really funny, just would come in with the most random lines. And also Little Carmine, who you don't see too often, but when he's on, he sometimes delivers some of the funniest lines that just make no sense, but that's why they're funny. Like, he'll just contradict himself. But also, in terms of the time aspect of it, I feel like the show not only holds up really well, but for the most part, it feels very timeless. Like, there's some moments where you see, you know, things happening in the world at that time or whatever. Also, just some of the stuff with, you know, certain things wouldn't still be happening today or whatnot. But a lot of it feels just super timeless and could be happening almost whenever. Or even on a cinematography level, I feel like that really holds up and could go toe-to-toe with other stuff shot today. I think the show did a really good job on, like, shooting it in a way where it can be timeless and, like, an easy... I don't know that I'd call it an easy watch, but like something where you can watch and don't feel like it's a a timepiece or something like that. I also really liked, and this is part cinematography, part just the whole feel of it, but I really liked the dream sequences as well. I always liked those in David Lynch's stuff, and these have a very Lynchian feel to them too. I mean, David Chase, who made the show, has even said he was inspired by Twin Peaks and stuff. And they do them differently. It's not like it's a ripoff or anything, but definitely taking inspiration. And I think those are some of the best moments of the show even, or at least my personal favorites. Yeah, I'm not surprised you do like those because I, I mean, I still haven't watched Twin Peaks before, but I remember you mentioning like that you like that aspect of it. I don't think they're bad. I don't know that I care for them as much, but I think it's like, I don't want to slander it, but it's like, shows or movies do like a dream thing that's like an easy way to like show something but again like i'm not hating on it i think it worked out pretty well i just i guess i'm giving my reason why i don't like care for him as much like i wouldn't give it a con but however i think i do would give the show a little con on some of like the many doctor visit scenes the therapy visits fuck the therapy session sometimes felt like an entire therapy session (laughs) um some of them dragged forever and obviously it's like one of the drives of the show this is how he tells a lot of the stories this is how he gets out everything out of his chest obviously it's through like therapy sessions but fuck like sometimes it's like i don't even know i I don't know this as a fact but there will be like 15 minute like conversations on therapy and you're like okay it it just felt that way and to me it's like again you're talking about 86 episodes of like that to the point where like all right just show me more talk therapy less again like i don't know that i'd fully con them i'd give them like a light con i feel like either make episodes shorter or seasons shorter or whatever it is without having to lose much of the show because i wouldn't say that this is what makes the show great but to me, at least from what I remember, because obviously I, I didn't watch it as uh, recently as you did, but 
some just felt like it dragged and i sometimes when something was happening and they'd go back to like a therapy session i'd be like fuck like i was enjoying this episode so much or like or i really liked last episode because there wasn't that much therapy or whatever but yeah i just thought i had to mention how do you feel about all the therapy sessions i don't mind them i wouldn't say it's like my favorite part of the show but i think it was i mean like you even said yourself at the beginning like a key driver and aspect of the show but they never felt like super long to me or anything i think it was just part of the whole slower approach of the show and even in general there's so much talking throughout whether it's strategizing on what to do or whatever you were also mentioning earlier it can be sometimes a heavy show bit of a drama but it's also pretty funny too i feel like it's not even low-key obviously like wasn't categorized as a comedy show and i don't think they'd even push it but it's one of those things where like part of mob movies or just like italian shows and stuff like that is that they tend to be like funny people or like they like to joke around a lot and i feel like they did a really good job of like subtly throwing it in there meaning like again they weren't trying to be funny but it's just like a conversation that you could hear two Italians have and that's how it'd go and it'd make you laugh because the shit they say is funny. Again, why I liked anything that came out of Uncle Paulie's mouth or Sylvia. Um, they were more like characters, but they would just say funny shit. Or sometimes where they were in that back room at the shop where they have the pool table and they're like chopping it up and like someone would say a joke. <laughs> and sometimes like you don't know if one was going to cross the line or not and like offend the other. Like, it works so well, but it's one of those, like, boys being boys, but also, like, mobsters being mobsters, and, like, just, like, that Italian comedy is fucking super clutch. And even in those situations, too, it could get escalated so fast with the joke because, I mean, even with the therapy angle, it's, you know, the show is exploring the sensitivity and emotions of even these super tough guys but someone like Polly is so sensitive and he takes every little comment as like a vengeance, you know? So, yeah. I mean, didn't <laughs> it happen like a few times where they're like joking around and like a fight breaks out or someone gets punched or fucking, you know, like shot, whatever, it don't even matter. But so yeah, it's like part of it, they're like playing within this very thin line, but you as a, the audience, like you're not there, like you just enjoy it. Even some of the words they use, you know, like, gabagool or whatever are just so not even just italian but they became like a sopranos thing specifically like maron you know yeah there's like four or five words that stand out the gabagool is like that's like number one and like it's it's a meme it's 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 part of funny tiktok videos even <laughs> now like it, it's a whole thing that's the the breakout word but for me, one, gabagool, maron, like, I think even I started saying that shit around <laughs> school, you know what I mean? Like, maron. <laughs> Where's the gabagool? I mean, right there. But that, Motosanti was always nice to hear. I don't know what it is about that word. Last name, whatever. But there's also another word slash name that I really liked hearing for some reason. And there was every time they talked about... Uh, old man bacala or bobby bacala and oh, I was yeah. like, Yo, that word is just fire i don't know why like <laughs> rolls off the tongue yeah it's just like nice so those like all stood out but obviously i think maron was my favorite one 
But Gabagool is like the the number one hit single, top 100 <laughs> billboards for 52 weeks Greatest in a row. Hits. <laughs> yeah. And almost anytime these characters that you really like were saying these words, it's like, ah, double whammy, boom, boom. <laughs> like, I really like that little sentence. I don't know. So it was dope. Do you have any specific episodes that stand out in your head, whether it's like a personal favorite or just remembering, oh, that was one of the ones that I can remember the whole plot or whatever? Yeah, I mean, without using the cheat code of the last episode, I want to say I don't even fully remember it, but I remember really liking this episode as I was watching it. And I think it was like two episodes that kind of like continued into the next, obviously. But I want to say it was Paulie and Christopher, where they go into, like, the woods, like, in the snow. Yeah, Pine Barrens. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, this shit's about to happen. But the whole time, it's, like, <laughs> the entire episode. You're, like, on the edge of your seat. Like, all right, how is this going to go down? What is going to happen? Who's going to do what? Is this shit going to go wrong? Like, you don't know what's going to happen. On top of that, it's just, like, well shot during the woods, like. There's, like, this eeriness to it. If, even if I remember, I think, like, the filters they put on it was, like, bluish. And, like, I don't know. There was something crazy about that whole episode. Um, that's, like, I could probably call it my favorite episode. But it was just because I think it was so well done. And, again, like, a mini movie into one episode. Yeah, when I was looking up online to see what episodes I might be forgetting or whatever, that definitely was up there for one of people's most memorable episodes oh shit i think because it's so different too you know what i mean whereas a lot of the other ones can almost blend together where they take place in the same location or whatever this is mostly in the woods like you were saying and just has a different feel to it and also like you said you know these are like mini movies so you can look at it in that way as well what's yours for me i'd say the one that stands out i don't know if like it's weird to call it my personal favorite but one of the ones i remember the most was i think it was season four maybe finale it was one of the finales around there where tony and carmela get into this huge fight and it was like this explosion of everything that had been boiling up with them and i just thought it was really powerful acting and everything So that was definitely one also kind of in a similar way to the one you mentioned with the woods. But when they go out to the lake at one point to see Bobby Bacala, that one also stood out partially, probably for the same reason, just because it's so different. But it was also a great episode, too, and plays a role as it goes along as well. But in terms of other ones... I would say the other big one I saw mentioned was College, which is like the fifth episode, where people said it was kind of a game changer for TV, where you saw this guy who was the main character brutally kill someone, and it kind of set the stage. I mean, the rest of the show went into it more, but it kind of set the stage for, I forget the exact term they use. But for basically the main character to become the villain in a way, but, or like an anti-hero, I think is the term. Yeah. And setting up shows like Breaking Bad and all this stuff where it, partially because of that, partially just because of the show itself, but 
like fathered those and paved a lane for them yeah i've heard that many times and kind of hard for me to disagree uh it's it's easy to see like the influence that i guess this started it's like i don't know how the internet will put it uh the sopranos walked so that i don't know right. breaking bad and these other shows could run and that's the case that's easy to see yeah like it created that whole anti-hero character that we see many times the easy one again we'll just keep using breaking bad with walter white and it's like these main characters that kind of become villains but you root for them and you almost are like morally okay with watching them kill people and like root for them even want them to like go the whole way unkilled not making it to prison it's this weird shit that happens uh, but again that's you give the shout out to the masterful minds that wrote the sopranos because they did it successfully that would be an interesting college psychology course too why do we root for the anti-hero or whatever yeah someone's out there you know <laughs> i probably could have wrote a decent paper on that uh, but <laughs> not yet it's, it's a good point and yeah almost created like this i wouldn't call it like a new genre but it opened up the doors for all these shows that we not consider to be like the greatest and sopranos just happened to be the first it's even not quite the same but let's say the comparison of tyler and pharrell right where you might prefer tyler to pharrell but you also are aware that there would be no tyler without pharrell type thing but i still with that like i said i haven't seen breaking bad yet and some of these others but i think you could argue that sopranos is top three objectively best tv shows of all time and you could arguably even go number one for me personally i think i need to give it more time because there's so much recency bias but it's definitely up there for sure yeah it's tricky for me because i think i acknowledge it as like a top three top five show for sure but i don't know that i'd even put it up there like on my personal list It'd probably make, like, my top five, but top three, I don't know. But the interesting thing is that I'd put Breaking Bad, like, up there. Mm -hmm. But again, like, me as a watcher of both and a fan of both, I can say that, like, I can see how The Sopranos influenced Breaking Bad. So it's one of those where, like, I almost have to pay my respects to right. The Sopranos for Breaking Bad. But yeah, like, I, I wouldn't even be mad at, I don't know, critics, people, I don't know anyone that you talk to and if they say sopranos is number one i'd be like yeah that's completely fair obviously it's subjective but i also like fully understand why someone would like it that much it's a show that set like a new standard when it comes to tv part of its impact too was the finale which maybe we'll save for the end so we could section it off as a spoiler section but in terms of the top tv aspect Another thing that it helped influence within that was this blurring of the line between TV and movies, which Twin Peaks also had a role in too, but especially The Sopranos. And this is before, you know, streaming has become a big thing and all that, where more than ever, we're seeing the blurring of that line to just kind of falling under content or whatever. But in that same kind of idea, David Chase, who made the show, he always wanted to make movies. He just happened to get into TV. And that, in a way, led to this new movie that's come out, Many Saints of Newark, 
which is basically a prequel to The Sopranos, takes place decades earlier with a young Tony being in it for part of it. I mean, they've kind of advertised around that, but really it's around Christopher's dad, Dickie Moltisanti, and other stuff. But this is a new release for HBO Max, also I think in theaters as well. But it's kind of just happened to come along after this boom in the pandemic. So the timing of it is good. As far as the movie itself, I mean, I guess I'll just start it off and say I really had trouble getting through any of this. And it kind of goes to the flip side of a lot of the positives I was talking about of the show, where even something like the cinematography, which I mentioned held up really well, I thought, on this new movie, it feels just like any kind of other period piece movie that there's been dozens of in recent years doesn't feel not even original it doesn't have to be original but it feels like cookie cutter type of style and it's one of those where it's set back in a older decade and the costumes and wardrobe and everything feel very fake to me and even the actors and everything are weird. Like my breaking point, and this was only like 10 to 15 minutes in, but was seeing the younger version of Silvio, who, you know, you mentioned is one of your favorite characters, but the one in the movie, he's like an SNL character version of him. And I'm just like, bro, what is this? Are you fucking with me right now? Like, <laughs> this is so bad. And I just, I don't know, I couldn't even do it because... It was also bringing in stuff like Chris's voice was narrating parts. You're seeing stuff with a younger Tony that I felt like was going to slightly fuck with my memory or the legacy of the show in a way. It wasn't even a great story from what I was seeing. I was just really put off and just turned it off, to be honest. I don't know. I really don't understand the approach here because David Chase wrote and almost directed it. I mean, he had a heavy hand in it, so I was definitely expecting more in terms of just the quality. I mean, once I saw the trailer, I got a sense of what it was going to be, but before that, I guess. So, I don't know. What'd you think? Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know if you ever, like, finished it, finished it, but I did. I powered through it, and I'll say, I think I've said it here before, but, like, I'm easily entertained. Like, I'll watch anything, even if I don't enjoy it. It's, like, whatever. Like, I'll just go through with it. But after watching this, or even while watching it, I was like, okay, this is not what I was expecting <laughs> at all. I try not to watch trailers. However, this, before it came out, like, I'd go on YouTube and shit, and they'd throw in, like, a trailer as an ad and stuff. And all I saw was, like, the young tony soprano thing and i'm like oh shit like that's what it's gonna be and in my head that's what it was going to be right and they even had ads like who made tony soprano instead bad like one not that i care about the actor or whatever that story but you barely even see that person they're like not even the second back burner they're like the third which we should also say it was his son playing him james gandolfini's son yeah shout out to him uh keeping it up there 
which I think he did okay, but the hair was weird. Like you said, the outfits were weird. He was like this character, like a, a 70s. I like rock and roll and like, I don't know. It was just fucking weird. Like I, I didn't know what I was watching. It made sense uh, after I read like a little synopsis of it, after I watched the film, but it's like, oh, a young Anthony Soprano, whatever, growing up in Newark during this time, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, yeah. But since I didn't read that before, watching the movie, and then like there's this whole like black movement thing and like, I don't know, strikes and like shit that like obviously we've been seeing still happening today, which I'm sure is part of why they really put that in there to send the message like oh it's still happening now and it was happening before i don't know it just was nothing like i was expecting so it was almost like is this even about the sopranos you could have just called this like a i don't know a spinoff or something like and i right. would have been probably a little happier because i came in expecting the tony soprano origin story and you kind of see where or what inspired Tony, but Tony was barely even part of it. So that kind of like bothered me. I just feel like they promoted it weirdly. And obviously they just wanted to attach the name Sopranos to it. But again, I think it would have just been better off if it was just pushed as like a, a spinoff to the Sopranos. Or name it something with the Maltesanti, which they did. Like it's called the Saints of Newark or the Many, many Saints, Saints of Newark. Yeah. And Maltesanti translates to Many Saints clever play on words and maybe if you read between the lines like you get it but still like i think they try to push it too much as like a sopranos thing when it kind of wasn't yeah i mean i get it if i was working at hbo max it's like you're trying to do your job and get people to watch it market it with that in mind and stuff but it's for sure misleading but yeah i haven't seen any praise for it i don't think it's even gotten ton of attention in general probably because it is what it is but this movie is definitely my biggest con of the episode and i didn't even finish it i barely saw of it but i'm also usually the person where i want to finish something just to complete it and to give it a full chance or whatever but this was just i don't know this show left such a good taste in my mouth which We'll get to the finale in a sec, but it was a combination of not wanting to ruin that at all or mess with it, and then just not thinking it was a good movie or one I was into. So speaking of, we're going to get into spoiler territory now to finish it off. I think if you stopped the episode here, if you haven't watched it, you know where we stand on it. And yeah, I would recommend cutting it off here if you haven't just because it's a better surprise if not. But for the people who have seen it in the 10 to 20 years it's been out, we'll go into the finale right now. So I don't know how fresh it is in your memory or if you can tap into how you felt about it at the time. But for me, I remember watching it you know, a few months ago and when that ending first happens, I wouldn't say I was mad at it, but I was like, huh, so that's how they chose to end it. And then as I sat with it over the next like day and talked to some people about it, watched some videos, read some articles, and kind of collected my thoughts, I pretty much felt at that point like that was the only way they 
not could have ended it, but should have ended it, in my opinion. And just leaving it open to interpretation is probably the best way to do it. I could probably second that. It's funny because even though I didn't watch the show, I had heard about the ending and how it ended and people hated it, blah, blah, blah. It had been kind of spoiled to me. However, watching it (laughs) and it happened, my first thought wasn't even like, oh, shit, this is how it ended. It was like, oh, shit, I think my PlayStation shut off or wherever (laughs) I was watching it on. (laughs) It was just so fucking strange. It took me legit like an extra three seconds to be like, oh, wait, like this is what people were talking about. (laughs) Or like whenever the credit came up or I don't know. Right. Because that's the whole thing with that cut to black at the end where when it first aired, people were like, oh my god my cable went out like what the fuck you know yeah it was this whole thing so yeah that's the thing like i could imagine if you didn't even you had zero clue that's what was gonna happen because i kind of knew and it still got me right it's like when you know you go to a fucking i don't know haunted house a scary maze yeah and like you know you're gonna get scared when you still get scared it was kind of like that but i i completely agree i wasn't mad when it happened other than like ah shit you got me like i feel like an idiot (laughs) don't know that any alternate ending would have been better i love again the fucking suspense that the whole show is built on there's probably no more suspenseful part than this part of the show like that last oh yeah for sure three five minutes i don't know what it is yeah everything in the diner i mean you even sent me a video easter egg type breakdown someone that put some thought into it and showed some examples that video just kind of freshened the whole last scene for me and it's insane how yeah even just like that part of meadow parking parallel parking and you know no offense hbo taking shots at women can't (laughs) park but that's not me i didn't write that she just took forever and the whole time you're like yo hurry up like i don't know like maybe you can stop whatever is gonna happen but you don't know what's gonna happen like it's just that suspense where you're thinking about every scenario, anything that can happen. is some insane shit, how, like, well they were able to work that in. And then, you know, obviously it happens. Like, she walks through, cuts to black, all that. Don't see that happening any other way. And even if they had other cuts or other versions, like, I'm glad I haven't seen them. Like, keep it that way for me. It worked. I get maybe if you watch that live when it first happened, how you feel that way. But I think even if I did watch it in person at that time, I feel like by the next day, I'd understand. Like, I don't know, like, actually, like, that that works well. Like, that, that's just how it goes. And I feel the same. Like, people talk shit even about, like, Game of Thrones, which I don't remember if you actually ever watched. No, I didn't um, see it. But people have their theories about the ending you know not that it was cut to black obviously it's kind of different this time but yeah i was like yeah it's fine like what what else do you want (laughs) but that's me like a casual fan you know there's the people that read the books and blah 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 but yeah i have no complaints i fully pro the ending even with the tension part you're mentioning of metal parallel parking and that holding so much suspense and significance when it's something so simple but they knew exactly what they were doing that it's just adding to all the stuff that's again this slow burn of the whole show but i love that when you're watching it you're really forced to pay attention to everything that's going on and a lot of these details that the video that i sent you 
touches on, which is just like the YouTube ending explained for the Sopranos video, but some of those are things you'll never catch in the moment. It's just that there's so many little things happening that can seem normal, but all play a role and you never know if it's significant or not. And to have it just with the editing and everything come together at the perfect moment for when cuts to black, like, and with the journey, don't stop believing song under it too. It just somehow works so well and it leaves it up to you to decide and leaves it mysterious, but it allows you to take what you want. I think people can get too caught up in what actually happens versus just the overall thing and kind of the debate and discussion it brings about. I mean, obviously it worked because people are still talking about it to this day and going over it in depth. I feel like it's one of the most successful, even if kind of flip-sided on whether you like it or not, but one of the most successful finale moments, or at least memorable. So I think it definitely worked. I think you guys get it overall series up there for sure top five arguably top three wouldn't be mad at you if it's number one characters are one of a kind here at least when it comes to pairing them with the character and the actual acting shout out to the gandolfini family keeping it real still even though not the biggest fan of the movie still you know representing so i guess i'll do sopranos the show solid to major pro the many saints of Newark, Nikon. Yeah, I think it's hard for us to fully understand or be aware of how much it changed TV, just because we grew up with a bunch of options and everything, and especially in the past decade or so, there's been so much variety of high-quality shows, some of which were, you know, a result of The Sopranos. But obviously it had a major impact in general, and even if it didn't, even if there had been other shows that came before it. It still is such a well-made show in general. And even though I was hesitant of committing to something long like it, it really was worth it and paid off to me. So, you know, there's so many aspects that we didn't touch on. There's so many characters in the show. Even we didn't talk about AJ and Meadow, the kids that much, but that's the beauty of it. You know, 86 episodes, there's endless things to talk about. We just kind of hit on some of the main ones and I think I would go with the heavy pro for Sopranos, the TV show, and then for the movie, for Many Saints of Newark, I'll flip to the other end and (laughs) go with the heavy con. So a bit of both sides. That's fair. But yeah, that wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack Bloom Summer, summer with an O on everything. And I'm Kev. You can find me at same old Kev pretty much everywhere. I'm going to go have some uh, gabagool as a snack right now. Let's put some respect on Bacala's name.